Hi everyone, this is Tim Martinez, MPAC Healthcare CEO. And today you're going to be listening to our quarterly state of the company address. This is something that we'll do quarterly from here on out uh, with the goal of ensuring that everyone is informed and up to speed on what's going on within the company. Uh, the format is going to be as follows for this one in particular. We're going to review the first uh, six months of the year, uh, go through some key achievements and initiatives that we set out. We're going to review the remaining six months of the year after that. And then to finish off, I just want to cover a couple of high level uh, strategic points uh, with everyone. So uh, with that, to get started, as most of you likely know, if you were here at the end of 2018, and for those of you who uh, we're not, you'll know now. We completed on November 30th a pretty substantial fundraising transaction with Birchwood Healthcare Partners. The goal of that raise was to generate sufficient capital uh, to restructure our balance sheet, restructure our capital structure, and, and really the only thing to note there is that those are fancy words for fixing some legacy issues that needed to be addressed in order for MPAC uh, to be in a healthier a financial position moving forward. So we completed that. The funding was also meant to provide for capital to build out a full corporate team. There are multiple functions identified where we had needs. Uh, in addition, it was to fund our uh, continued growth, both within our established NP program and at the time kind of newer, um, but rapidly growing clinical social worker program and other initiatives that um, we've been looking at or will look at in the future. And finally, uh, we knew we needed to complete a transition and really a, an upgrade for our, within our billing and collections and documentation and uh, EMR systems. So those are kind of the bigger, bigger ticket items we were uh, focusing on for this year. So, so with that as our background, Let's review what happened in the first six months uh, this year, starting with the build out of the corporate team. In January, as some of you had a chance to listen to some of our earlier podcasts, we introduced Jennifer Sprague, our new VP of Revenue Strategy and Compliance. Jennifer left a, a little known company by the name of Philips Healthcare. I think they have about 300,000 employees, something like that, to join MPAC and to help. Uh, really bolster up our revenue strategies, especially in changing landscape of value-based care and ensure that we remain um, you know, compliant with all laws, rules, regulations, et cetera. So really the, the beginning part of building out our team started uh, very early on this year. I believe she joined somewhere around January 7th, if I'm not mistaken. Later that month, we also added Dr. Sean Canone and he became our uh, chief medical officer. He also left a, a smallish organization like Jennifer. You may have also heard of this one. He left Optum to join uh, MPAC as well. And he's been a phenomenal addition to the team and has worked on uh, multiple projects already. About a month later, Jasmine Yin, our all-star finance and accounting analyst, joined uh, to help bolster up our finance team and help support uh, Mike with all the work that needed to get done there. If you get a chance to talk or meet Jasmine, 
uh, make sure you're nice to her because she also makes sure that we all uh, get paid. So don't want to make her mad. Um, finally, from a corporate team perspective, uh, more recently in June, uh, Justin Bandari joined us as VP of operations. Similar to Jennifer and Dr. Canone, Justin left a little group called Anthem Blue Cross to, uh, to join us at MPAC. I point out the fact that uh, those individuals left very, very large organizations for a couple of reasons. One, I think it's important that everybody has an appreciation that what we're doing is unique, is special, and individuals who have been a part of very large organizations have recognized that and have made the decision to pivot and join our team. In addition, each of them have picked up experiences and unique skill sets while working with very, very large healthcare organizations that we now get to, to leverage as they've joined our team. Very, very excited about the changes we made so far and where we stand today. We essentially have a uh, fully built out uh, corporate support team uh, to ensure that we can make it as easy as possible for all of our clinicians to treat the patients that uh, we're charged with treating. So uh, the next set of changes I want to cover really revolve around more of the clinical operations perspective in that. Those changes started, um, I believe, in January as well, when Amy Burns came back to MPAC after leaving for about 10 months, I believe. She came back to resume her role as Indiana RCM. And due to the growth experienced there recently, Lauren Sandage became our first Indiana uh, regional preceptor. Other clinical operations changes were Aisha Coleman becoming the first Chicago South assistant RCM to help support Marianne Jones there and that fast-growing region. On the clinical social worker side, Heather Bogard moved into a LCSW supervisor role for Illinois. Danica Stoll joined to help build out the rural LCSW and telehealth program. And Karen Tennyson and Rose Trevino both became LCSW regional preceptors to help support the rapid growth in the LCSW program in our Chicagoland market. Last but not least, uh, Susan Pastor was promoted from assistant RCM to regional clinical manager for Chicago North. And this move also allowed us to create a new role, which is now filled by Kristen Tarouk, and that's the director of quality and education. Obviously, with the focus of ensuring that we can maintain the highest possible quality and we're providing the education that our clinicians and staff need. So, um, along with that new role, Kristen continues as the RCM for Chicago Central. So, quite a bit of activity, uh, all driven by the growth that we've experienced in our various uh, markets, which has been very, very exciting. In addition to those changes, we also added, as if that wasn't enough, uh, 16 nurse practitioners in the first six months and 14 licensed clinical social workers. So a total of 30 new day-to-day -day providers added to the impact family in the first six months of the year. Um, as part of those additions, we completed our first practice acquisition in the Chicagoland area. 
And there were four nurse practitioners that came over from that group and eight new uh, client facilities. So we had a chance to welcome them into the Impact family as well. Today, where we sit after six months, we're about 90 total employees strong across nurse practitioners, clinical social workers, and us, the corporate support staff, and operating in uh, four states now. So a lot has been accomplished in a very short period of time. We've added a lot of amazing people to the team, but we did set some pretty lofty goals for ourselves for 2019, and we are only halfway there. So we have six months left to go and a few more things for us to accomplish. However, seeing everything that we've been able to do in the first six months, I feel very, very strongly that we're going to be able to uh, meet and probably supersede our second half goals as well. From a uh, strategic point of view, we continue to see the shift from fee-for-service to value-based care, which is positive for us because that's how we've built this company is to really thrive in that environment. And so as we complete our transition uh, away from our former vendors and former EMR, and we complete this upgrade that Jennifer has been leading, uh, she'll have an opportunity to start transition into more of a revenue strategy role, meeting and negotiating directly with payers, whether they be Medicare Advantage plans, Medicare Advantage plans, whatever the case may be. As part of that, and as a quick aside, as most of you know by now, ChartPath is our new EMR that's going to go live September 1st. However, as of the end of June, there were already 22 nurse practitioners using ChartPath to complete annual wellness visits. And I'm happy to report that the feedback thus far has been overwhelmingly positive in terms of ease of use and really not getting locked out, having visibility into open notes, whatever the case may be, all the challenges that we've seen in our former system are going to be addressed going forward. So very, very excited about that transition that's now only a few weeks away. In addition, Dr. Canone along with, um, with Kristen are going to be rolling out some education around the patient-driven payment model, or PDPM as it's commonly known. This is a major change to how our clients are compensated for their services. And there will be some things that we'll need to take into account and ensure we're doing in order to, to help them meet their strategic goals. But that education is, is coming. Um, in addition, Dr. Canone has been working with uh, with Eileen and Courtney on other initiatives like an employee physical program and a psychotropic drug reduction program, things that either we've noticed are a need in this space or have been requested of us by, by clients and we feel we can do, uh, do a good job on developing these programs. So we've taken that challenge on. And of course, hopefully everybody's had a chance to listen to the educational podcasts that have been coming out. Uh, Dr. Canone's been creating some very interesting ones around um, really medical care that are targeted for mainly the nurse practitioners, but we can all benefit from listening to them. And then conversely, uh, the LCSW team has been uh, putting together educational uh, podcasts 
that are, again, targeted for the LCSW group, but uh, we can all benefit from listening in and, and learning more about, you know, how patients in the space are cared for, both from a medical and mental health perspective. So hopefully everybody's been listening to those. In addition, we're evaluating an expansion to our, our telehealth services and potentially moving into additional psych services. So those are two, two big things that we're evaluating right now. And in terms of geography, we are the dominant player in Illinois. We expect organic growth to continue, especially as we roll out and continue to roll out the LCSW program and push further and further into rural communities where there's an incredible amount of need. But right now, Indiana is our fastest growing market. This year alone, we signed up two of the top three operators in the state. And those two groups represent about 120 facilities all across Indiana. And so we're, we're just getting started with them, but um, that's, that's going to drive a lot of growth for us there. I think more importantly, we have strong traction in Indiana across all three of our service lines. And this is really how we want to go to market going forward. So lots of activity in our, for our nurse practitioner program, a lot of activity for our clinical social worker program, and a lot of activity around telehealth as well. So very excited about those things. And then our focus for the foreseeable future is going to be uh, on the California market and then later on followed by, by Florida. We want to build on to the already strong and established West Coast team where we have uh, seven NPs and in 2019 added our first licensed clinical social worker and that just happened in, in May. So we fully expect to continue to grow that aspect of our business there. And then really the final strategic item that uh, we've been focused on is employee retention. We are a service company. We service patients through our amazing clinicians. Our amazing clinicians are supported by those of us who work in the background. And none of this can be done or none of this can be done well without the quality of the people that decide to join and stay at MPAC. We want to make sure that we become and hopefully remain the employer of choice in, in what we do. We are forced by healthcare um, regulatory and payment models to operate within a very strict you know, financial constraints. And we do expect those to ease a little bit as we transition more into value-based care, but that's just the reality of, of our business today. So we try as best we can to offer other benefits, be, be it flexibility, be it medical coverage, parental leave, whatever the case may be, to really continue to attract and retain uh, the very, very best people that are out there to add to our team. There's a, a big push to put in place a long-term incentive plan that I'll address in more detail toward the end of the year. But this is a way for all of us to share in the long-term benefits of the organization that we're building together. More, more about that as the year uh, gets closer to, to the end and we get ready to flip the switch uh, on that. What we're trying to accomplish as an organization is not easy. From a patient acuity level, from a dealing with difficult families, and unfortunately sometimes difficult um, medical professionals that we work alongside, uh, to the ever-changing regulations, 
payment structures and scrutiny. There's no doubt about it. This is a hard job. This is a very tough space to work in. Uh, however, we know that we're up for the challenge of changing how the aging population is cared for because of the amazing people who choose to call MPAC home. Uh, we are not the perfect place for everyone, that's clear, uh, but we do strive to be a great place for those who choose to stay to help further the mission of the company. Uh, Crane's Chicago business named MPAC a top 100 company to work for back in 2018. Unfortunately, we fell short of that honor for 2019, but we are extremely committed to earning it back in 2020. I hope you found some of this information in the podcast interesting. Hopefully some of it was helpful, maybe even a little inspiring perhaps. Uh, I do want to thank you all for the hard work and dedication that you bring to impact each and every day. Know that you are making a difference in people's lives. We're very excited about what we've been able to do in the first six months, as you should be as well. I think even more excited about the work remaining for the rest of the year. This team is only getting stronger and stronger, but there's no doubt there's still a lot of, a lot of hard work left ahead of us, but um, we're looking forward to that challenge. So simply recapping all the work that has gone into 2019 thus far has been exhausting. Uh, so I'm off to take a nap. I'm going to wrap up this podcast. I hope to have the opportunity to connect with each of you uh, at some point soon. Uh, but in the meantime, take care. Listen to the educational podcasts. If there's anything you think we aren't doing, aren't doing well, you'd like to see, please reach out to your manager, supervisor, shoot me an email, give me a call. Uh, we're always looking for opportunities to get better. So with that, hope everyone has a great day and we'll talk soon.